You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, where doctors, researchers, authors, nutritionists, and top health professionals share the latest news about staying well and living better. The information you hear today is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, but it's always timely, credible, interesting, and best of all, there's never a copay. Now, here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Thanks for tuning in. I am so glad you are here. The cost of employer-provided health insurance may be headed for the biggest annual increase in many years. A report in the Wall Street Journal quotes analysts predicting a jump of 7% or more, adding an average of $1,000 per year per employee. This huge expense for small business is about to grow in the new year. The rising cost of health insurance is driving growth of a different model for providing the most commonly used form of health care, primary care, seeing your family practice doctor. This new model is called direct primary care. It typically involves a physician who cares for a smaller number of patients, for example, 500 versus 2,000 or more for a traditional doctor. These patients pay a fixed monthly cost for more personalized care with an emphasis on convenience and communication. No traditional health insurance is involved. Think of it as, well, I call it the Netflix of medicine. You pay one price for all the office visits and in-office procedures your family practice doc can provide. That's how Dr. Jared Wegman runs Indiana Direct Primary Care right here in Fort Wayne. He started the practice over a year ago, and as businesses look to control their health insurance cost, a growing number of employers are offering this membership-based care to employees. Yeah, essentially we've become the primary care network for the businesses uh, themselves. Uh, what we can provide, whether those companies have insurance or not, is you know care in a primary care setting for their employees and you know i like to think it's better primary care than what you get in the bigger institutions because we are smaller and we are able to take um you know on the employees but we take less patients in general so we have more time to spend with them and we are more responsive than a lot of the bigger institutions where you get an appointment in you know a week or week and a half we can see people pretty much the same day next day yeah, and I think communication uh, with the patients is key on all of that. We're going to talk about that in just a second. You are uh, board certified in internal medicine and family medicine. I know you worked as a hospitalist in the past, so you're qualified and experienced in treating lots of chronic care conditions. How does that come to play for, for patients, and what benefit is that for businesses? I think, uh, you know, most people that are trained in internal medicine or family medicine, both are, you know, trained well in chronic conditions and training, you get a lot of extra time with patients. You're learning and you don't have as many patients. So it's, you know, very similar to the timing that we have in direct primary care. So you're able to treat a lot more of those chronic conditions as you learn. Uh, when we get out in practice, then it becomes, you know, corporate medicine and you don't have that time with patients. You have 15 minutes and to you know, establish care with patient and then, you know, go over one chronic condition, let alone three or four, becomes very difficult or almost impossible in that time frame. But when you move to a direct primary care model and you have the time to spend with patients at hour long appointment, um, you have the follow-up appointments that don't cost the patients any more money. 
you have the ability to take care of these chronic conditions without having to refer off a lot of times. A lot of what primary care doctors do is refer off things that they just don't have time for, not that they don't have the knowledge to do. Isn't that interesting? I don't think most people realize that. So what happens when you do have to refer off to a specialist? Uh, they're outside your envelope, so there's additional cost for the patient or the employer. How is that typically handled? So obviously that depends on whether or not the employer has some underlying insurance. Most do, um, and if they have underlying insurance, then they'll have to go through their co-pays and excuse me, deductibles and things like that in their plan. Um, th those that don't, we try to find and partner with different groups of uh, specialists to take on cash pay patients. And a lot of times they'll give them discounts uh, for those services. There's also telemed services that they can get if it is something that is not required in the office. It's a cheaper option. And, you know, above and beyond that, uh, you know, there are certain things that, that, you know, can't be covered, but, you know, patients do need. There are a lot of different online resources and places that people can go to find cheaper options. Yeah, that that's interesting. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, give me some examples of how you're bringing that to work for patients. So a couple that we've used uh, very recently, actually, uh, oftentimes when people go to the doctor of big institutions, they refer you off to their own radiology department and there's no uh, choice to go other places. And, and in many cities, there are independent imaging places. And there are, uh, you can directly go to those imaging places via a Google search in your town. Or there's a, a website called radiologyassist.com. That radiologyassist will, will put in a zip code. You actually could put in the study that your doctor has ordered for you. And it will actually give you the prices uh, around the local area. And you can choose to, um, you know, fax your order into that, that particular place. And you have some options and choice there. Uh, the other thing that I've just recently learned about, actually, that I didn't even know about one of my patients brought it up to me is a colonoscopyassist.com. So, mm -hmm. you know, colonoscopies and colon cancer has become a huge thing recently where, you know, we're actually start to, uh, supposed to start screening earlier now. It was 50, now maybe it's 45. Um, and if we're looking at options for colon screening, you know, we have the Cologuard, the, the commercial where the little box dances on the TV. Um, and then we've got the gold standard uh, colonoscopy. Uh, colonoscopy at you know major institutions or surgery centers can be three to six thousand dollars just for a screen colonoscopy. But you know, my patient recently told me, and I looked into this colonoscopyassist.com. It wasn't inexpensive by any means, but it was it was only twelve hundred dollars for the same procedure. So there are certainly many other options and availabilities out there. Uh, it even goes as far as surgery centers. There is a surgery center here in Indiana that takes um, that has a direct primary care model. They take cash-based pricing for surgical procedures. It's a one-pay system. If you have to get your gallbladder removed, you go, you know what the price is up front. That price doesn't change. You don't have to pay an anesthesia bill. You don't have to pay a surgeon bill. You don't have to pay a facility fee. It's one price. So there are a lot of these options available out there that people aren't aware of because a lot of times those big systems feed into the same big system without giving people options. Yeah, you're captive within that network. That's interesting. I didn't realize all those cash pay independent services are out there. That's uh, that's good to hear that that market is growing. If I have, if my employer offers a health savings account or something of that nature, how does that touch all of these services? So the health savings account can be used for a lot of different things. Uh, you know, depending on how the employer sets it up, that can even be used for direct primary care services. 
uh, oftentimes employers and employer groups, you know, join as one big group so that, you know, they're paying and, and you can use that, um, or the, the monthly fee as a, as a pre-tax dollar feature uh, throughout the company. But if they offer just a health savings plan or a health savings plan in addition to, you know, their, their uh, high deductible health plan, those people can oftentimes use that health savings plan for a direct care membership. Um, again, it just depends on the direct care institution and the employer, how they set it up. It's kind of an intriguing idea, right? Dr. Jared Wegman of Indiana Direct Primary Care charges $99 per month per adult. So a couple could have all the office visits, phone calls, texts they need for less than the cost of their typical plans deductible. Employers save money, patients get personalized care, and doctors get to run their practice without an insurance company looking over their shoulder. Sounds like a win-win-win. But what about prescriptions and lab tests? They can eat up a lot of healthcare dollars too. Does the direct primary care model solve that problem? We'll find out when we come back. And then in our second half hour, we talk with an economist and author who says the health insurance system is just so broken, it's time to start over and provide basic healthcare costs for everyone at no cost. We're back after a break with more of the Health Call Radio Hour. You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, your regular weekend appointment with top healthcare professionals, where every session is painless and we never keep you waiting. Now back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Welcome back. We are halfway through an interesting conversation about a way businesses can save money on health insurance costs and yet give employees a better health care experience. It's called direct primary care. Dr. Jared Wegman of Indiana Direct Primary Care is one of a growing number of physicians who have kicked the insurance company right out of the doctor-patient relationship. Patients or their employers pay a flat monthly fee for all the office visits and in-office procedures they need. It's the Netflix of medicine. Dr. Wegman says he and other physicians in the direct primary care movement can help patients beyond what happens in the exam room as well. So we try to help our, our patients save money across the board wherever we can. Uh, when it comes to prescription drugs, a lot of times we look at the different pharmacies around town and which ones might be cheaper. And those sometimes include independent pharmacies around town. Uh, when we look at those, I try to tell people, you know, what that particular prescription is going to cost at the different pharmacies uh, and let them choose at that point. And sometimes it's, they choose a little bit higher cost, but it's more convenient. Uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's more beneficial for them to, to go to a different pharmacy. So we send it to different pharmacies. There are other options as well. We have a wholesale pharmaceutical company that will actually send me meds to my office that I can dispense in the office. And what I found is some of the more expensive meds that we can't, we can get at other pharmacies, I can get through them and actually still get cheaper for the patients and they can just pick it up right at our office. What about lab tests? That's such an important part of healthcare these days, those diagnostic screenings. What, how does that work in your office? So most direct primary care practices partner with an outside lab. Um, there are a few across the country. So the one that we use here is LabCorp. There's also Quest and there's a few others. Uh, they've partnered with the direct primary care practices as a, essentially as a group. Um, so we get a, a group pricing, even though we're really individual practices. And when we look at that, it really is a huge savings for patients. When, you know, after having worked with the hospital systems previously, 
uh, looking at lab tests, including what would be your general panel that you would get for health physical, including blood counts and liver and kidney function and cholesterol and you know diabetes test and, and a thyroid test is, is kind of the typical thing you'd get as a physical. You know, if you were paid cash price for that or the, the hospital's cash price for those tests, you'd be looking at probably four to $600 for those tests, which is crazy. Uh, when you do it through, you know, our office, that whole panel is, is $30. Uh, and the one thing that you realize when you're on this side of medicine is, and, and the reason that those lab companies can do this, most of those labs are done with the same blood vial and the same machine. It just depends on what they report out. So they're not utilizing any more resources. They're just charging you more money. So I, I, that just floors me. Uh, a $400 test for 30 bucks. It's pretty amazing, um, you know, the, the upcharging, and, and a lot of that goes to the overhead that those facilities have. You know, direct primary care practices are literally doctors and patients, and we might have a front office staff, but we don't often have a lot of nursing. We don't often have a lot of billers. We don't have all those back-end people that have to deal with insurance, so we're able to cut the overhead significantly. You know, full disclosure, I am one of your patients. I, you know, you and I met and uh, we, I, I introduced you to the audience as we were first exploring the idea of direct primary care. And, and I kind of liked the idea so much, I jumped on board and I've referred a couple of others to you. And one of them is kind of a complex case. Gentleman's had a kidney transplant and he confided in me, he's worried that he might be taking advantage of you and abusing you by reaching out with so many issues. Does that happen? Do patients get a little overboard sometimes? I haven't seen that in my practice. I can't say it hasn't happened in other practices. What I really find is, is those patients that feel like they're being um, overwhelming to me, and, and they'll come out and tell me, I, I don't want to overwhelm you, I'm, and I'm sorry for texting you, or I'm sorry for calling you, I'm sorry for emailing. Uh, what I respond to them is, is, this is the kind of care that you deserve. This is the kind of care that you should get. Um, and you're not overdoing it. Most people uh, feel bad for reaching out and getting an answer. Um, you know, they expect, and that's what people have come to expect in America, is that when they reach out, they may not hear back for two or three days. Mm -hmm. That is wrong. And, and to get a response within the same day to feel bad about that, it, to me is, I mean, honestly, it's a little ridiculous to, to, to worry about that. So I, I think people might be surprised. You just mentioned texting there. I can text you and, and get an answer. That's kind of a surprise. Yeah, that's the world we live in now, though, right? Yeah, you know, phone calls and, and messages and those uh, things that, you know, were used to 10, 15 years ago have now become text messages. And those text messages sometimes are very simple. And so if you just have a quick question to be able to text a doctor that to say, I need a refill on this medicine, it becomes much more simple because it doesn't have to go through a third party. It doesn't have to be you know, relayed to me in any form or fashion. If it's a text message, I can open it up and, and get to it when I have time. And it, so it works both ways. It works for both the patient and myself. Uh, and, you know, they also have access to email, too. Sometimes text isn't, you know, you can't have a conversation or a, a detailed um, you know, uh, question and within a text. So email is also available to patients too. Yeah. And let me share this uh, little personal story. I have a little uh, bump on my foot. I think you called it a synovial cyst. Okay. So that's just a, a little bit of uh, synovial fluid from the joint that's come up and formed a little bubble. And I noticed that it was growing. And so I just snapped a couple of uh, pictures with my cell phone and sent them off to you and said, hey, is this anything I need to be concerned about? And the answer 
came back within literally 15 minutes. Nah, no big deal. Unless it gets inflamed or painful, then, then let me know. And I've shared that story with other people, and they're shocked to think that they can send a picture to my doctor and get a response. Why can't that happen in a traditional doctor's office? Well, it can, and they've tried to do it. A lot of different hospital organizations and, and bigger institutions have you know instituted things like my chart that you have that online access to the doctor's offices where you can send them messages you can send them pictures the problem with this, this the bigger system is again the overhead and the middle people that exist within that so when that message goes through it doesn't often go directly to the doctor it goes a lot of times to a front office staff or a nurse well the front office staff or nurse may be busy doing other things so they may not get to it that day or the next day when they do get to it and finally direct it off to the, the provider, you know, the provider, again, may be busy and may not get to it for a day or two. So when you send that message, send that picture, send that question or refill request, all those things, uh, you know, they're delayed because of the process, not because it doesn't exist. I am also intrigued by the fact that you put so much focus on integrative care and really kind of getting to the core of the problem as a way to reduce costs. Let's talk about that for just a second. How does that work in your practice? When you talk about integrative care, there's true integrative medicine, and then there's what we do, which is a, a little bit of a combination. And I like to think of integrative care in the way we do it as really traditional medicine, the way it should be done. Okay. Uh, when we look at integrative care, you know, we, we're talking about old school medicine in some ways. We're talking about looking at people's diet, their exercise, their weight, you know, things about their uh, daily routine that are causing them the problems in their life that they're having and how we can adjust those, not only for a healthier later life, but also those who already have medical problems who can uh, affect treatment by, by changing some of those things. That in and of itself is, you know, somewhat of integrative medicine these days. Uh, because it's not talked about regular doctor's offices anymore. There's just not time for it. It's uh, when you go to a regular doctor's office, it's, it's about, you know, what kind of prescription medication can we prescribe for you? What kind of over-the-counter drug is necessary for what's going on? You know, we have a lot of patients who are honestly either don't want to take prescription medicines or don't trust pharmaceutical companies now. What we look for in those respects is, you know, how can we do this in a more natural way? Are there natural products that we can, you know, garner the same uh, or at least partial treatment to get uh, some improvement in these conditions. And a lot of times there are. The one thing that I really press upon the patients is, is not all supplements are created equal. You know, be careful what you buy out there. There's thousands of supplements. They're not rigorously tested, most of them. So the ones that we utilize in our practice usually have some rigorous testing. They have some actual study data behind them. And they're very what we call clean, which means it's the supplement you're getting. There's not a lot of sugar. There's not a lot of additives. There's not a lot of other things that people can react to. We want the supplement that's getting the thing, getting whatever uh, process taken care of, not all the extra stuff. Again, that is Dr. Jared Wegman of Indiana Direct Primary Care with offices in Fort Wayne. You'll find him online at indianadirectprimarycare.com. This primary care movement is growing 2,500 providers nationwide, and I've included a link to a nationwide directory in the show notes for the podcast of today's program. There's also an extended video version on the HealthCall website at healthcall.live. It's an easy way to share it with your employer to see if it's a good fit where you work. We are back in just a minute with more here on the Health Call Radio Network. 
podcast by Federated Media.